Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 22. So then, remember that at one time, you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision, by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in flesh by human hands, Remember that at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in the place of two, thus making peace and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death the hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens and saints, citizens with the saints, and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. With Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone, in him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hear this prayer. Gracious God, let the people hear the good news of your love, forgiveness, and acceptance in my words today. Let me show them Jesus. Amen. It's six feet tall and is a foot line wide and it spans nearly three blocks. It is a concrete wall and it was constructed nearly 80 years ago. Not far from the famed eight mile road in Detroit, there stands a wall. And for decades, the people who lived nearby had no idea why it was there. But the wall is a reminder. It's a reminder of the past history of racial segregation in Detroit and in the nation. The story goes like this. In the 1930s, there was a developer and he wanted to build homes in the Wyoming neighborhood of Northern Detroit. This person went to the Federal Housing Administration and they were denied a loan. You see, the neighborhood where the developer wanted to build 
was an African-American neighborhood, and he wanted to build a new development for whites. But the FHA wasn't going to give him a loan because the area was deemed too dangerous, which was a nice way of saying the area had African-Americans. This was part of a, a practice that was called redlining where African-Americans were in many cases denied loans in certain areas of a city. Well, the developer wanted to build homes in that area, so what was he gonna do? Well, he came up with an idea. He built a wall that would split the neighborhood with whites being on one side and blacks being on the other. When he went to the FHA with this idea, they approved the loan. And so he built the wall. The wall, of course, isn't like the Berlin Wall. It was, did not block people from traveling. There were actually opening spaces where people, cars could drive through. But it was a symbol. It was an indicator of who was deemed worthy to get a loan and who wasn't, who could live in one area and who couldn't. Now that wall, as I said, it didn't stop people physically, but it did stop people economically. And the wall's power continued for over 30 years until the passage of the Federal Housing Act of 1968 banned the practice of redlining. Now, Paul is continuing his letter to the church in Ephesus. And in this passage, he is talking about what divides people. And the early church of that time was split between both Jewish and Gentile converts. And Paul acknowledges that there are divisions between these two groups. And in fact, the early church was rife with divisions between the two groups. And it became a major issue in many congregations, not just Ephesus. Paul, in this letter today, is trying to remind the people what binds them together. But now in Christ, Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And Paul is saying here is that no matter if one were circumcised or not, we are united through Christ's death on the cross. And Paul continues in verse 14 when he says, for he is our peace in his flesh. He has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. The cross smashed the dividing wall and in effect lowered the hostility. Paul wants the church to get along, to come together, but he isn't relying on human action to get us there. Instead, he is putting his trust in Christ, and it is only through the blood of Jesus that the divisions in the church are healed. It is in Christ that reconciliation happens, and two groups become one body. It isn't through our people skills. It is through Christ alone. Paul later says in his letter to the Galatians, 
that there is no longer Jew or Greek, that there is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. These passages, in many ways, remind me of the old hymn, In Christ there is no east or west, in him no south or north, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide earth. We can look at that wall in Detroit and think that was something from the past. We don't have any physical walls dividing neighborhoods anymore, so everything is cool, right? Of course, we know better. I know this by, of course, growing up in Michigan. Eight Mile Road is an interesting road. It's a very wide road, um, has a big median. It's well known because it's the city limits of Detroit. It's the northernmost limits of Detroit. And for many decades, it became a dividing line in and of itself. It separated Detroit, which was mostly African-American, from its mostly white suburbs. And there were, uh, were lots of divisions between the two. In fact, today there are still divisions, even though African-Americans do live in the suburbs, whites live in the city, those divisions still exist. Our culture our world is woefully divided. We are divided between red states and blue states and rich and poor and conservative and progressive. We have become so politically polarized that our government does not really work as well as it used to. It feels as if we are broken and that nothing can bring us back together. But what Paul said in Ephesians and later in Galatians applies to us today as well. If we believe in Jesus Christ, if we believe, we believe that it is in Christ that there is unity, that we can come together. When we come, as we will in a moment, to receive communion, we are reminded how Christ's death has made us equal. No one is better than the other. Christ's death lifts up the lowly, brings down the mighty. All is level at the cross. Christ tore down the walls that separate us. And because Christ has done that, we must do the same. But we can only do that if we are empowered by Christ, because we can't do it in our own power. The message here for us this morning is that it is through the blood shed by Jesus that the divisions that separate us really don't have power anymore. But of course, we're sinful beings. So we still live as if those divisions exist. But, as I said, in Christ, those divisions are gone. So we are able to reach across a wall or an aisle 
and see the other person as our sister or brother. It means that the person that you probably cannot stand is someone of value. It means that someone that is so different from you, someone that you may even feel uncomfortable around, is also a child of God. Christ's death brings us together, and that is a blessing, but it is also a challenge. We can only do this, this work of reconciliation, with God's help. The wall in Detroit is actually still there. It's interesting, though, what's happened to it. Over the years, artists in that area have made it a mural. For most of its time, it was just the concrete. And now it is something beautiful. It is what had been meant to divide has now, in some ways, brought people from all backgrounds and all races together. There are still so many walls in our world today. But as I said before, as the hymn goes, in Christ there is no east or west. In the power of Jesus, let us cross the boundaries to live into the world that God has created through the power of the cross. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L dot org. May God be with you in the coming week.